porpoise. When's the last time you saw a porpoise, dear? I've never seen a porpoise in my entire life. What? You? Is a porpoise a dolphin? Yeah, I think. You've never seen a dolphin? Well, it's a different type of dolphin. It's a special dolphin. I don't think so. I think it's like the overall species. Porpoise. Porpoise. It is a group of... (laughs) You're going to like this. They are a group of fully aquatic marine mammals that are sometimes referred to as mare swine. (laughs) Oh, I love that. You love the name swine. So here's the thing about porpoise, Jer. I think the dolphin gets way too much credit. Dude, I I would I would say porpoises are not nearly as respected as a dolphin. No, no. What's the difference? It's a different type. It's like a mini weird crap dolphin. Oh, that is a crap dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> porpoise is a total crap dolphin. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the screen, the picture you showed me was really small. And yeah, it be- wasn't next to anything in reference, just in water. But you could tell it was crap. <laughs> I could tell it was crap. Not his head down. It was hardly getting any air. Uh. <laughs> Jer, you are fresh back off the road. Uh, took a little mini trip in the RV. I had to bail, but... Um, Good? Bad? I mean, your experience thus far, you're kind of in the most decked out, outfitted RV um, that we've ever seen. How were expectations and how was reality? You know, Calvin, this whole podcast that we're, we're doing right now, it started with this idea that we had, you know, almost 10 years ago now, I guess not quite that many, in the end of 2011, to buy an RV to hit the open road, to do as much good as possible in this old RV. And the stories that have taken us up until this point have led to this podcast. And this weekend was another incredible reminder of Mm -hmm. how and why we have all fallen so deeply in love with that RV. Right, right. So, so this, um, this episode of the show, we're going to dedicate to, you know, a little bit more of the RV reno and a few different stories. And if you're new here for the first time, we're going to help you find some more adventure uh, in the everyday. So buckle up. I'm buckled. All right. I mean, ironically, you majorly can't buckle up in the RV, <laughs> but buckle up anyways. <laughs> Since we can't buckle up, you buckle up at home. So how do you, that's actually a good place to start. There are six seatbelts in that thing. They're all lap belts. Is it safer to not ever wear it or to put it on? That's the question. Uh, it's safer not to think about it, I think. Not to think about ever <laughs> getting in an accident in that rig. I choose option C. Don't think about it. I have literally like, I've slept up top. One of my favorite things to do is to sleep up top over the cab while it's barreling down the highway. Right. And there's a little bit of like, you have to get it out of your head that it's the worst place to be. That it could, Like yeah. the, you would be launched through that front window like a torpedo sideways. Like a porpoise. If it were ever to crash. Much <laughs> like a porpoise, like a dead animal. Well, and even like, so the two front seats, obviously you're facing the front. So if you had head on impact, you would go normally. 
in the seats like that are behind you're also facing forward but along the couch if you were to do those seat belts up like you're facing sideways and like if that would be horrible you would like yeah yeah it, like, you're right it, not, it makes it's no not good sense to think about it. it's really not good it's to not think good about. to think about it the whole rv business it's like i don't know, understand how it's all just overlooked <laughs> the safety thing with it like because they're everywhere and they've been around forever and it's just like Oh yeah, it'll yeah, it'll be what it'll be. Like it's just you'll get owned. It's like there's no rules. I know. It's like there's no rules. And then like yeah, like because you don't have the seatbelts, it's almost like there are no other rules. Right. All the other rules go out the window. And the the thing that frankly is shocking to me that proves this point perfectly is that you can get over the border in that thing packed with dudes more than are there are seatbelts like the border we had nine the border we had nine people six seatbelts and then and no one wearing a seatbelt if that doesn't if that doesn't just highlight how there are no rules in this thing i mean i literally don't know what else does yeah i love it so i love that that's just us as one part of it that makes me love it yeah yeah, um, but I I do think let's go back to the very first question you asked. You kind of asked sure. how was it, but you also said yeah, like that you sadly um, that you sadly had to bail. It, this trip took on like a totally different form than we expected when we had planned and put this weekend in the calendar like three months ago. It was like completely different, and I was really sad that you weren't able to be there. Yeah, I'm sad too. Um, I mean, so this trip evolved into what it was primarily a fishing trip. Yeah. And Jared, you like fishing and we, uh, you went with a bunch of our friends who like fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to break it to you, Jer. I don't love fishing. That's, and is that the truth? Now, I think that's the truth. Is that, is I that think I'm coming around to, the, I'm coming around to that fact and I'll, here's some evidence to prove my point further. Uh, almost one year ago, I had a fishing rod and it got broken at a weekend where you were. My reel got broken and my rod was broken. I have not replaced it and I have no intentions to replace it. I am rendered speechless over here, dude. Right? I just don't think I like it as much as I thought I did. I have been rendered speechless. Go on. Well, how am I supposed to go on if I'm speechless? No, just let the silence, you know, air over us. When was the last time you felt the thrill of the bite? Like, to me, well, that's... Clearly, it was just way too... It was that weekend. That last weekend was the last time I fished. No, no, but it was did almost you a year catch ago. anything good? I think, actually, you did. I have the ring at my on my bedside table. The championship ring. Oh, my... You won the fishing weekend, and this is what you're... Te- <sighs> I won the fishing tournament, and I mic-dropped career-ended... I really did not. I had to break this to you. I really did not expect this podcast to go here. It's here. We're here. It it, it almost reminds me a little bit of the conversation you and I had a couple weeks ago about golf, where I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to boycott golf. Like, it's a pretty safe thing to boycott, but it's also very different. But the way you're saying, like, I'm not going to replace my rod means, like, not only are you not going to do it, you're going to, like, boycott it. Um, I'm not actively boycotting, although I did quite literally actively boycott it this weekend <laughs> and you're now hearing the news, but I mean, like kind of if the circumstance was available and like all signs were pointing to go, 
then yes. But I think it's just, to be honest, like too many unsuccessful fishing experiences led me to like, like taking on this thing where it's like, it's, it's just, it's too far gone. So I just can't do it. The thing that I think is very valid in what you're saying right now is if you're going to have a hobby that you're going to invest time in, you want something to show for it. So also what I'm hearing between the lines is, you know, Jared, it's fun hanging out with the boys and all, but if I'm going to take a day to be on a boat and catch one fish, I would rather be at home building X or doing Y somewhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like it's, I can't, you can't factor in the social aspect of fishing because that's very important, but it's almost more important than the fishing to me. Right. But that, that, that begs the question, where does that actually leave you? Because are you, what does that tell you where my interest is? That means I would rather stay at home probably with people that don't want to fish than be out on the boat. So frankly, you've actually had a really good summer hanging out with me and working on the RV. It's been like maybe your best summer ever. Um, I don't know where you got that logic from. <laughs> well, that's a leap. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, it just, dude. I don't. Let know. me tell you of the situation where I would say yes to fishing. All right. My neighbor, um, Jim. If this is hypothetical, he's a big fisherman. Lives across the street from me. You know this old guy. He's got his bass boat out there. He's a big fisherman. If he sauntered across the street. And said, "Hey, Calvin, I'm gonna. Do you want to go fishing? It's going to be 90 minutes of your life, and we're going to slay bass." I would say, "Yes, you have all the gear, right? Yep, it's all tackled up, right? Yep, I just have to throw the line in. Yep, let's do it." Yeah. Is that even fishing at that point? I mean, that's just me hiring a charter. Which I I have done when I was in Iceland. I did that. You've done it when you were in Which Florida. Is, you did it. I've done it. Yeah, we do it in Florida, and it's a blast. And that's what the hobby will be for you. So liken this to your maybe golf experience where you're on a work trip for golf and you go to a really nice club at a resort or something and play 18 holes. Right. And basically just, you know, have free drinks and whack balls around. Yeah. Yeah. Is it making sense? It's making sense. It just, it doesn't, like, there's so many times where a group of guys get together and fishing is the thing. And you have some drinks, you make some meals, you go fishing, you hang out, and that's the thing that you do. Mm-hmm. We don't have friends who hunt. Well, we do, but that's, like, even next level of craziness. Like Very next level. Like Very involved. What do you, what like, do you still want to be get the invite to those weekends? Yeah, because I think those weekends are almost like... Um, let me think about this. Um, yes, because I feel like those weekends often are more than just the fishing. And and the other thing is they're only like three times a year, realistically, when we can actually go out and do it. Yeah, and then, and for me, it's like you know, there's like one time a year. So you're that I've really done that, and and it and it's and it feels more charter esque, right? Where it's like a destination. We know it's going to be good, and there's someone involved that's quite knowledgeable. Then I'm interested a bit more. Right. Then I feel like my chances are much increased. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, yeah, in other situations where like you and me are going to, you know, Kate's parents' cottage 
and like we just spend the day getting skunked around. <laughs> um, Calvin, I- I'm worried about you. Can I share why? Share why? Our society today. This goes back to society. Do not get me started on society. I am getting us started on society because you are caving to society right now. What I'm hearing Go between on. the lines is, yes. oh, Jeremy, fishing is not enough action. I don't have any patience. I want whatever I want right now. And I want to buck all of the hard work that it takes to have some pleasure. That's what I'm hearing from you. There's not a whole lot of hard work that goes on in fishing. It's patience. It's mental. It's 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 figuring out the fish with the different types of baits. I mean, it's you and I have talked about this, how we, we want to learn more about the science behind when fish are going to bite and why they're going to bite. You're saying screw it to all of that. I just want to have more fun faster. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, when it comes to fishing, yes. I've done, I feel like I've done my time with fishing. Like I've like spent the time, I've spent like a good amount of time on the ice and with very limited success. And I feel like the next step to like engage me more to being more into fishing is a huge um, output of cash into gear. Right. And of course, an investment, major investment in time. Major time, to really major get, cash. T- to get a, a little bit further down the fishing success road. You know, and I can, I can respect that. And I will, I'm hearing you saying, no, Jer, society's need for instant gratification has not plagued me as much as you're alluding to. I'm, I'm hearing that from you. Um, and frankly, if you're still willing to go on a couple fishing weekends every year, that's not much different than what we do anyway. So, <laughs> Exactly. Yes, that is true. So, so I, I feel like what you're saying is, look, you know, I'm a bit over it. Yeah, like I'm a bit over it. Like, give me the invite. Let me mull it over. If you can sell me on it, then I'll be sold. But to, yeah, but like I'm, it's, I'm never going to be the guy I don't think like instigating a fishing um, journey. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. And and that are, that now, is th- Now, historically, have I ever? Um No, not necessarily. But actually right. when we did our like little trips, like when you and I did our camping trips, like just you and me, mm-hmm. that was pretty focused around fishing. So we both decided that that's what we wanted to do. Yep. Yep. Yeah, at the time. At the time. But I mean, Jared What's to say, you know, I can't evolve my hobbies. I, I, I'm a man of many hobbies and things come and go. Mostly come and they stack up. And so something's got to go. He, and here's fishing. Yeah. What is fishing? You know, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I am slowly coming down from my initial shock. I think that this is okay. I think that we can still be friends. And I think that... Um, now, do you want to hear something even scarier? Oh my gosh. Well... Yeah, for the sake of the listeners, not because I actually want to. We're going to be having this conversation in one year's time, but it will be you. Don't ever say anything like that ever again. <laughs> we have it in recording. We have it on ink. Don't ever say anything like that again. But you know what? It's actually funny that you do say that because if I think about the clock if, if I think about how much fishing I've actually done this year, it it tells a different story than what my my words are saying right now. It does, yeah, yeah, it does. I don't. So not not to say like, I'm saying all this to say, um, I'm curious about your weekend, um, but I know the results already, and I'm like not 
I don't have a feeling of like, I don't have major uh, post FOMO. Does that make sense? Post FOMO? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You're not like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, you're like, yeah, it would have been good to be there, but you're not like losing your mind. Yeah. I'm not like losing my mind because you guys slaughtered, um, you know, Pike all day. Yeah. Because you didn't. Because we didn't. So I, I'm told. Now, if you were, Jerry, if you were like, it was the most insane fishing ever. We caught like 14 muskies and like monster picks of you guys like struggling to hold fish up. I would have been like, oh, frick. Yes. Like I legitimately would have been like, oh, yep. I've never caught a fish that big. None of these guys have. Yeah. That looks insane. Well, you know, I'm not going to totally let go of my society But that's society not the history not, of our friends. I'm not going to totally let go of it then because, you know, that again means that I just I just feel like good things come to those who wait. And I'm yes, not saying I agree, it's bad Jared, to give up but on I'm fishing telling you, now, but I'm just saying. Histor- like, look at what happened. Like, these guys that catch those giant fish that we dream of, look at what their lives are laid out. Like, there is a major focus on yes. that. And they have huge dollars invested in the gear and equipment and knowledge and huge time investments. Every weekend. We will never get there. Yep. And you- It's going to take a huge jump if you want to catch a fish that big. Or you basically buy your way into it and do a fly-in trip or something with a charter dude named Hank who's going to make it happen for you and then basically hand the rod Which over. Which would be great. Which I feel like is a, would be great, <laughs> but it's a little wuss, right? Yeah, like, of course. Of haven't, course. like, it's a little, you know, on the platter. And you know what? Actually, speaking of what you just said, you're right. These guys do put huge time investment and you feel like you only ever see their massive fish. I want to give a good shout out yeah. to our boy, Jay Siemens. Jay um, Siemens is slaughtering. Well, of course he's slaughtering, but he also had a really great move where he posted a video of him and his buddy and then two other buddies and they were doing like a musky challenge like who's going to catch the okay. biggest musky yeah, and yeah. they both i mean i'm giving away the video here so but they both got skunked and he still posted that video interesting very interesting you know there was only one little measly little pike in the video and yet you know it was still was it a good video i then? thought it was still a good video because a it kept you in suspense because you're like they gotta be catching one at the end and then when it left you right. at the end he did an excellent job of being like no this is the reality we went out we spent a whole day in the pouring rain mm-hmm. in the nasty weather trying to catch this fish didn't happen for either of us so i, I mean no fish i think at this point calv like you know, let's move on. Let's talk about something a little bit different. Respect my boundaries. I want to. Re- let's move. I on. want to respect yours. I want you to respect mine. And the other thing that I think this is a the, the the silver lining I'm seeing here is that on this podcast we've talked about fishing quite a bit, right? And you know, yes, it's something we love to do. It's a way that we find adventure. But we, we we've talked about it. We, we you know, okay, move on. Can I just tell you one more thing? If I came to this realization today of the very day. Boom. Hit me. Can I just tell you a quick little thing what happened? We had a customer come in into our office and he was just telling us like, yeah, yeah, I was just up in Perry Sound for the weekend and my brother-in-law has a fishing boat and we went out and he's like showing us all these like monster pics of like these lake trout that he was catching. Yep. And uh, and I was able to have the conversation like I was like, boom, I was like, oh, I saw the fish. I was like, oh, sweet Laker. And he's like, yeah, it was awesome. And then it was like, there were a couple of things where like, from his perspective, I was a fishing guy. I knew the lingo. I knew what kind of fish it was. Right. I asked him, I asked the right questions. Right. And then um, he asked me if like, he's like, and then he asked me like, do you fish? And I had a moment there. I was like, hmm, do I fish? I can lie to this guy. And he'll get all juiced because he's talking to a fisherman. And I said to him, no, I don't fish. That's what you said today. And I was like, 
And I was like, yeah, that's me. I don't fish. Haven't fished in a year. Well, and that's the other interesting thing. If I look at my summer this year, I mean, I don't really fish either. Right. Like, I opened up my tackle box, and, and I didn't even have a Red Devil. I lost it sometime last year, and I didn't replace it. Right. But here's the thing. You know what a Red Devil is. Yeah, that's true. As do I. Right. So what are we? Fishing wannabes? I don't want to be like that. I'd rather be a non-fisher. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, than a fishing right. poser. There's so many things, though. I'm, I'm a wannabe at everything, though. I'm a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none. So to me, I got to hold on to it Here's what I'm saying. But you don't call yourself an audio technician. Even though you can do it, uh, I call myself a podcaster sometimes, but only when it. I'm oh. not trying to tell. I'm not trying to make you say you're not a fisher because you. I think that you are because you have the spirit of it, right? And that's basically all it is: is having a positive attitude <laughs> and the willingness to do it. And you're just saying I don't saying, have a positive saying, attitude I am declaring... and I don't have a willingness. Yeah, like I'm not it. Yeah. Now I have the I have knowledge still from when I was a fisherman. And that'll stick with me, and I'll be able to have these conversations. But, um, you know, that's about it. Well, I appreciate you opening up about your about the way you're feeling right now. And I just want to, you know, I was, I was being a little harsh earlier. I want to validate your feelings. I think uh, I, I appreciate your perspective. And I did now not I know expect the next, to be challenged. I know your next question is, can I have your fishing tackle box? No. And I will say, no, I'm saving that for Boy Wonder. Well, because in the same way that you just said, I'm going to have the same conversation with you next year, I'm saying in five years, you're going to be coming back. Yeah, I think I am going to be. It's going to be a different thing for me because my son is going to want to fish and I'm going to have the gear and want to show him that. That's the other thing, though. If, if, you, if you're going to fish with a kid, you got to be slaying or else they're going to get pretty bored. Well, yeah, that's very true. Okay, let dude, let's seriously move on. Let's talk a little bit about where we're at with the sad, sad <laughs> podcast so far. Let's, Good night. Let's talk about where we're at with the RV renovation. We've talked about it a bunch this summer, and uh, again, we haven't quite talked it to death, but it's it's getting to a close, and this is us documenting it in real time. So we definitely have to talk about the things that we've done, the things that are left to do, and uh, frankly, I'm pretty pumped at where things are right now. We went on a trip in it this weekend. Yeah, Jer. Um, frankly, I'm with that piece of shit out of my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, why do like do people actually get mad about eyesores in their in their neighborhood? I don't know. To me, that makes no I sense. Um, I'm trying to think of if there is an eyesore in my neighborhood. Uh, like, okay, I'll say this um, for like the entire month of july and into august my neighbor did not cut their grass and i was like a little bit cheesed i was actually about to say when you look at a house and there's like crap on the lawn and really tall grass it's like okay come yeah, on yeah i was like i was like yeah deal with it come on so but would you ever make a I mean, stink about it no but you don't make a stink about it and i'm not like i literally don't care like i chatted with him like recently um so do i no i don't care but i was like eh, cut the lawn Right. Um, so are they like, eh, get that thing out of the driveway? I don't know. Maybe. But it's 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 too unique, right? It's like, it's like they can't like, they don't even have an emotion for it because they're like, uh, like I know what to feel about people's shaggy lawns, but what is this thing? Right. <laughs> it's totally throwing me for a loop. It just ch- chucks them for it's a like, loop. It's like, oh, oh, there's a basketball <laughs> net so like we can play on it, but like oh, it still looks like that though. And you know for a 100% guaranteed fact that they want to see inside if they haven't. Oh, I know. 
Yeah, that's right. Very and true. Like it's possible that they see your car not in the lawn, in the driveway rather, and come and take a look in it. That's for sure possibility. The best part is that like the people on like Kate out during the day and like s- some people on there should have asked her like, oh, so I saw you and your husband bought that RV. <laughs> Are you planning some trips? <laughs> Which is the best. Like, that's so good. Oh, that makes me so happy because she's probably just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so oh, good. that is so priceless. That is actually so good. Um, yeah. But uh, you've been working on it this week a little bit. What 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 do you uh, how are you feeling? I know like we're we're really pushing to the finish um Mm -hmm. trying to make sure it's all good to go but how you how you feeling um i'm feeling good right now man i kind of made a bit of a commitment to like do one thing every night and just like plug away on like an hour and a half or something every night just to like it's just getting things done like right now we're just out of phase where it's like a lot of little things and those are often the hardest things like especially in like you know i've like been in construction when you are near the end of the house get all the guys together and you create like a, on a whiteboard, like a master deficiency right. list. And that's essentially where we're at right now. Like you just got to do these little things, get the little can of paint out, do the little touch up, you know, get it all put away, but then you get to cross it off the list and then it's done, done. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. And so I, I ran a couple of those errands yesterday, which felt really good. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cushions for the little new love seat. Like, we have got check. them. If we want to cover done. them with a different fabric later, sure. No problem. But like, got to get the solution just get them like blinds for the windows okay just go buy them get them done you'll install them but yeah these are all really little things like i bought a little welcome mat i've got a little mirror because we'll want people like there's no mirror anymore so it's like okay Mm -hmm. a few little things that we'll be able to like just bang out um yeah we'll go a long way yeah for sure um so i mean i I don't want to drag it out too much like you know like the status of it is i think we're going to do a pretty big like unveiling once it's all said and done and then we're of course um, talking about keeping up with the the dudes that are taking it yep. on a big roadie come next month. So yeah, um, that's all going to be lots of information for our listeners. Yeah. So at, at some point pretty soon, I imagine we'll be introducing everybody to Kai and the and the gang. And yeah. Kai is a guy that I I work with. Um, I he he kind of came in as a summer student while he was at university and kind of popped in and out of of the place where I work, and. He, I was up north and was able to bring the RV to the camp that he's working at right now. And Calvin, I have to tell you, to see how pumped he was about just the the idea of it made me so happy. Like, he's standing in it. It's still in absolute shambles. No floor. The walls yeah. aren't up. Like, it's. I just painted it, but it's still like... It's still like an absolute shell, and he was just like yeah, yeah, over yeah. the moon. He was calling his buddies so, over. They were all so pumped, and I'm like telling him about what he needs to get and what he needs to bring, and it was just like he was just so like eyes wide in the best way. Right, right. So that's such an amazing picture to capture because we've seen that. People like that where you can tell right away, oh, he gets yes. it. He gets what this thing is about. And then we've seen the total opposite where people walk in there, they see it, they're like, meh, they don't get it. They just don't And if get you it. don't get it, it is not for you. You almost like can't be sold on it if you don't get it. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing that you can say. Like you don't, you, yeah, you don't have to say anything about it. Yeah, that's right. It speaks for itself and then people, it clicks with people. And that's actually the best. So that's, that, that's really makes me very happy to hear that you had that moment with them because that makes me feel like oh it's in the right hands if they feel this way about it they are going to take care of it properly and 
and do really cool things with it. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I've been like wrestling with a little bit is like how explicit do I need to be about my expectations? Right. Where like so, it's funny. I had a, a good chat with with uh, our buddy Matt and. I was like writing up this little contract to be like, hey, I just want to like lay out all the expectations really clear. And mm-hmm. and he like said to me, he's like, oh, like that's not like that relational to like write this up and okay. make them sign it. And like I was just kind of thinking it was more funny to like like I put funny right. clauses in there and like some silly like a rental agreement. Yeah, it was like yeah. silly, but it was also like at the yeah, same yeah. time, like kind of serious to be like, I want this thing back and it needs to be in good shape. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, like the more and more we put into it, the more I'm like, oh, like I just spent like eight hours sweating buckets in this thing. Like, right. I kind of want to see this thing back. Yeah. So it's been this kind of emotional journey for me too to be yes. like, what is the right way to send somebody off and I don't want them to be like worried about this thing and being like, yeah, that's, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I know they need to take care of it and they need to worry about it because it is a piece of crap in, you know, and like it, it's not a piece of crap. It's old and it's tired in some way. So like you have, but I don't want like Jeremy and Calvin to be like hanging over their head that they're like that, that buzz kills part of their trip, you know? Yeah. Check the coolant. <laughs> check the coolant every time. It's like, no, but seriously, check right, that coolant every time. Coolant. So like, I've been like coming up with this like, I've just been having more like relational conversations with him about all that stuff to be like, oh yeah, we'll give you a checklist for what you're going to do at the gas station and yeah. make it into a fun thing versus this like moderately aggressive thing, which is kind of how I had it at first that I thought was funny, but really right, right. it was only funny for me and not really for them. Right. You know what I mean? But you want to get them to want to treat it like a NASCAR pit stop. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. And so it's been kind of... That's why we have the NASCAR jacket in there. (laughs) And that's what you got to do when you pull up to the gas station. Throw it on. Get her going. It's kind of the routine. So that's been kind of fun to like be chatting with him. And like he's going to be buying a generator off Kijiji. So he was like sending me photos of that. And I'm like, oh, that's actually great if you buy it. Like That's great. I would consider buying it off you when you're done. So it's not like a sunk cost, you know? Right, Um, right. Because we would use it and i kind of i don't have one right now so there's all these like fun fun little Mm -hmm. things that now that we're kind of ramping up to this final send-off that um Mm -hmm. it's just crazy how fast it's coming up oh i know dude yeah yeah i'm I'm really excited i'm i'm hoping we can kind of stay tuned to them a little bit through their trip um obviously don't want to like i'd I'd love to do a couple recordings or something though with them yeah kind of at at a couple different stages totally totally i mean i think We'll we'll talk with them, but if they'd want to even come on for a little weekly update, that would be just awesome. Oh, I think that'd be sweet. So that's why I say our our fellow uh, our listeners and uh, they they might uh, be be hearing from them in a bit. So yeah, uh, um, this is all good, Jer. Um, now you and I talked a while ago. Are we? Are you done? Do you have anything? La- final thoughts on on RV stuff? I'm moving. You're on. moving on totally from RV stuff. A little bit. Cool. You okay with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. I want to talk a little bit about um, our our environment. And um, you and I talked a little while ago about um, you mistreating our environment yep. and our responsibility yep. to where we live yep. and respecting nature. Yes. And um, this is something that I think we talked a little bit about. What we need to kind of develop a bit more. <laughs> there was a situation. Oh, my gosh. It required me and Jeremy. Oh my gosh. We were at my house and it required us 
uh, drinking in public. This was the situation. Do you, are you, do you recall? I remember everything about this, yeah. You remember everything. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, it sounds like we were getting hammered when really we were just at the park by we your house having we a single sipping, beer. <laughs> sipping on a nice beer. So nothing crazy happening until Jeremy got the juice and won a beer bottle into the lake. <laughs> and I overreacted. And I just thought it would be a fun thing for us to chat about. Um, I'm impressed with you saying that you overreacted. Okay, thank you. And I think I I'm, also I'm overreacted to a dare. No, you underreacted. No, I overreacted to okay. a dare and then underreacted to your overreaction. I'm willing to agree with all of that. So here's the scenario. We were sitting down by the river and our other buddy who was with us, we finished our drinks and he said, I dare you to whip that into the into the water. And without skipping a beat, I just turned around and threw this bottle into the water. Calvin proceeded right. to... Like a crazy person. Yeah. I literally just like went for it. Like littering, right. blatantly choosing to ravage our beautiful environment. And th- I wasn't going to say the L-bomb. Which L-bomb? Litter. Oh, is it not litter? It is litter. So why Jared. wouldn't you say it? Call it. Call it. Okay. As you continue. See it. Continue. And okay. and I just you know to me I was like it's no big deal. It'll fill with water and sink to the bottom, and it'll not bother anyone ever again. That's what I was thinking in the moment. Calvin was thinking something in different in the moment. What were you thinking in the moment? I was thinking this dude just hucked a bottle at a public beach, and someone's going to step on it, broken glass, etc. All of these things as to why it's not recommended to do that and why there are signs up to not do that. And anyways, I think it sparked some really good conversation and some of the best conversation comes out of conflict. That was the most mad that I think maybe you've ever been at me. It's possible. Uh, it's yeah, it's possible. Like, things were very tense. Yeah, things were tense because... I mean, <laughs> a, a, isn't it funny, Jer, that a snap thing like that, like you doing that, can cause such a funny fluster yes. of emotions yes. in, two, in both parties, I think. And so, so when Calvin started overreacting, I, like, I was shocked and caught off guard, similar to how I was shocked and caught off guard about his fishing thing today, but in a much bigger way. And I was like, dude, are you actually serious that you're getting this mad? And you were like, yes, I am serious. Go get that right now. And I was kind of like, I couldn't, again, I couldn't tell how serious you were. And so right. then I decided to test your commitment to how serious you were. And I didn't get the reaction that I wanted. And so then I dug in even further. I was like, I'm not right. getting in there. I'm in my shorts. You are in a bathing suit. If you actually care this much, get in there and go get it. Because I, w- But it wasn't about that. It was about you owning up for something that you did. And you didn't want to take the responsibility to go get the Correct. bottle. I didn't. It's you're not taking responsibility by putting it on me. Correct. That's not fair. No, it wasn't. I was I was completely shirking it, and I but it was because I didn't think it was a big deal, and I was on my high right. horse, and I was like, well, if you think That's it's a right. big deal, you would actually do something about it, and I don't care, and I'm That's being right. an arrogant a hole. But that was me doing something about it, getting mad at a friend like that. Right. But was that the most productive? Right. I don't know. Well, obviously not. I, the bottle remains. I think both of us were, neither of us were humble in this situation. Neither of us took no, the high you're, road. You're right. Neither of us took the high road. I'm trying to, 
What's the high road situation in that situation for both of us? The high road for both of us. What should we have done? I, I, I seriously is that even worth talking about? Yeah, no, I think so. I, I think high road that. for me was okay. go, go get it. That was okay. wrong, dude. As I was reflecting on this, I'm like, yeah, you know, Kelvin's right. I don't think it was gonna break because things don't break in water. Like if you step on a nail on a beach, your the nail goes into the sand before yes. it goes into your foot. So I'm kind of like. I don't know. But then, you know, there were a couple posts on my Facebook and people finding glass on the beach. And I was like, oh, you know what? That really is not good. It takes years for it to the sharp edges to go off. And yeah, of course, that was a stupid call. So that for me to take the high road, I think, was going in there and going to grab it. I think the same was the high road for you to be like, no, I care about this so much that I'm going to make you look like an idiot. And your actions caused me to have to go and right to go in and do that. So I, I think both it. the high road is yeah. going to get it, but I, I don't know. Do you have a different opinion? I don't really. No, that's pretty on. That's pretty spot on. What I was thinking. My my yeah. question about this is 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 what do we learn from this, and how does this relate to hey. either adventure or relationships, or just like what's the what's the underlying thing here? Well, here's the thing where I'm going to tie this full circle. Um, you and I encountered a similar situation to this like seven eight years ago. No, probably seven years ago when we were road tripping. And there was a discussion of whether or not to use existing paper plates that were in the RV. Right. There was two per two person wanting to use them because they're in the RV. They're going to eventually find their way into a landfill. And then there was the other half that was saying, no, I don't want to use that. We have plates here. Let's use our plates and wash, and wash them and then continue. Thus leaving the paper plates in the cupboard for... Eternity. <laughs> so, do you recall? Do you remember? Of course, this? I do. This was like the one of the of biggest. Yeah, this was good, right? This was one of the this similar is... overreactions on both sides. So here we have people that are in a I small where you situation were on that. traveling. I where you were. I wanted to use the. I'm usually on the side of. Litter. So you and I were both. Just to be you clear, and I were both on I the usually, use the side. I'll use the stuff. Yeah, I usually. Oh yes, yes. That's usually my attitude. I want to use things. I'm not a big anti, um, I'm not anti-environment, but I do like to <laughs> use disposable things. I was, we were downtown this weekend and someone said to me they were self-conscious about grabbing two plastic straws and I just boldly grabbed them and just like rammed them down, made a bit of a scene out of it and stabbed them into my ice iced coffee. Love it. Because I think it's dumb. Yes. Of course it is. And uh, and I want to be a little bit obnoxious with that kind of thing. So, yes, the thing is, for Kai and the guys, I don't even know all their names, that's a great scenario, which 100% they're going to find themselves yes. into, and I want the story after. Oh, because I think point. it's good. And I, we still talk about that. And these are these little challenges that, we're, that we faced, and they're still like things that we think about and how we respond and how we kind of deal with issues yes. um, within really tight friend groups. Yeah, you're right. So bringing it full circle, these are going to happen if you're in any sort of close relationship on any sort of adventure with somebody. And just live in the moment say what you're feeling and learn from it later is that what we're saying <laughs> kind of i mean like it's looking back it's fun and then like i don't know well <sighs> every situation's different right like there's not a great um turnout to the plate situation other than there's going to be like two people losing that right or two people win well, yeah. So, and then at the end of the day, everybody, everybody, in some ways, lost. But you're right. It is an amazing kind of lesson yeah. in living with differences of opinion. And 
that's in some ways what it came down to that there you know neither way is right or wrong and i think especially when we were a little bit younger it wasn't about understanding someone else's perspective it was only about right or wrong and you had to be right because exactly. if you weren't right your whole world exploded and at the moment our world was that rv and v- very hard for us to kind of have that perspective to zoom out and be like whoa we're talking about paper plates right now right right do you want to know what it, which is funny right do you want to know what it was on the very very first trip what it was a bag of pretzels do you remember Go that on. bag of pretzels that lived in the RV for a long yeah, time? Yeah, that lived in there. Yeah, we yeah, kept yeah. it as the memento of that that moment. Right, right. And basically, we had a shared pot of money at the beginning, and I was a little bit like anti-buying snacks because I was like, snacks are kind of a waste. They're expensive. They don't actually fill you up, and you just like gobble them up mm-hmm. fast. And so I was trying to be yeah. like pretty careful about like, yeah, okay, let's buy granola bars, but like let's not buy XYZ and all this, that, and the other. And the guys were kind of some of the guys were like it was a two V three situation, or maybe I was the odd man out there. Uh it was like, no, we're gonna buy the snacks we want. Like, I want this snack, it's all of our money, like we wanna get it. And so then it was right, like right. this big bag of pretzels that like was like became the object of all of us being like, No, like we don't need these pretzels. Like, who's gonna eat all these pretzels? And and then it was like no like if we want the pretzels we should just get the pretzel and it just went back and forth and then we ended right. up like buying the pretzels and then no one ate them because it wasn't no one even wanted them but it was just the thing that all of a sudden like became the object of the rage and we bought them and no one ate them and it made me more mad every time I looked at them and it made those other guys snicker and be like yeah we bought them anyway and you know and it was this hilarious right, this hilarious right, right, like right. like um uh symbol of the tension on on the trip and again it was a, Very it was about a nothing it was about so nothing and yet it was one of these times where like especially reflecting now like 8 years later you learned like yeah i was forcing my opinion down someone's throat i wasn't listening right. i didn't it was not a big deal and yet for me i cared about something that didn't matter so um, mm-hmm. those there are always things you learn from it becomes clear pretty quickly why cults and communes don't really succeed <laughs> all that often yeah you're right they get to a certain size and then it just crumbles people get weird Jer. Like freaking people weird. get weird um yeah anyways i think we did all right with that i was like i wanted to talk about that but i was like we, we 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 talked about it before and we're like well how do we bring this up and i don't want to like sh- without shaming either party right. i think we did all right yeah yeah i think we i think we did all right um okay good um and i think think looking back at it like reflecting is yeah i should not have done that i should have yeah. probably gone to get it um, and that's what I'm going to walk away with it. I'm not even going to look at really what you did and how you reacted. I'm just going to think about what did I do and, and why did I do it and what should I do next time? And the other part of this was, is like that I, we, we got to think about like how hilarious is littering. People are like, people hate <laughs> litterers. If you're labeled a litterer, that's like borderline, like, like rapey. Like that's bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is bad, Jared. Like people do not like litterers. I don't like litterers. It's a bad do you label. See someone throw something out the window that makes me mad. It's yeah. It's it's very bad. It's like, but I mean, like, 
because it's so ignorant and obvious, but like we do it all the time, right? Like when you like people don't like to admit it, but they throw things away sneakily. They sneak things into the garbage. Do you ever do that? But garbage is not littering, or you think garbage is littering. Well, it's kind of a form of littering, I think. Like, if it's not supposed to be there. Like, if you throw batteries in the garbage. Yeah, like, if you throw batteries in spray paint cans in the garbage right. just to get rid of them and just be done with it, like, yeah, it's not a great idea. We definitely have the philosophy that if you don't have to see it anymore, who cares? I know. So... Which is pretty so funny. So here was a really interesting observation about litter that my parents made to me. I forget why we were talking about this, but uh, I think it was in after this conversation. This was very interesting. They basically told me that Ontario has been getting, or the province we live in, has been getting progressively more full of litter. And I was like, right. I was like really? I was like, that's, that's kind of weird. What do you mean? And they huh. said... That is weird. They said, it has been getting worse and worse ever since... Ontario changed the license plate from keep Ontario beautiful to Ontario yours to discover. So on every single license plate, it used to say keep Ontario beautiful. And now on every single license plate, it says yours to discover. And my parents noticed an uptick in litter once we stopped reminding the populace and society to keep Ontario beautiful. Is this uh, purely an observation, or is there others that hold this opinion it as well? It makes me want to look into it, but if you think about the principle, it makes sense. I like I like it. It makes sense, I'm because if I'm regularly reminded to keep Ontario beautiful, wow, this is our Ontario. It's beautiful. Yes. We want to keep it. It's like we language. If you think about Ontario, yours to discover, that language is, this is mine. I can do whatever Ownership. I want here. I own Ontario. So it's a very, very different posture of looking at the province mm-hmm. that we live in. It's it's bec- it's taken it from both of them were kind of forms of ownership. One was like take ownership and like be the steward of this place, and now it's like yours to discover. Like take ownership and like um, use it for your entertainment almost, right. or use it for um, you know like see what this has to offer you. Right. Where it's like no like. This is where you are. Treat it the way you know responsibly. Right. Very interesting. So I think observation, I think even as an anecdotal like thing, it's interesting. Like even if it led to nothing different, I think it's fascinating that that change does change the message. I would love to um, not be a fly on the wall, Jer. Be a part of the discussion. When that got changed. Which of those two sayings do you think is more adventurous? Sorry, what was the first one? Yours to discover. Keep keep Ontario and beautiful. Keep Ontario beautiful. Keep Ontario beautiful was first. And yours to discover. Hmm. Um Yours to Discover to me just feels a bit too like commercially, like those like those uh commercials you see in the on routes on the side of the highway. Right. Whereas, like, keep Ontario beautiful means, like, I don't know. I feel like everyone always sees, feels inspired on a Sunday morning when you drive by and you see the older couple picking up garbage on the side of the highway. <laughs> they are quite literally keeping Ontario beautiful. Yeah. And it's a selfless act. Yeah. Oh, dude, you know, this actually scares me a little bit. This means, like, as we're getting older and starting to care about these things, we, we're going to become outraged at little messaging things like this. Uh being outraged 
getting older and being outraged is just an outlet for adventure. <laughs> that is what these people do. And by these people, I mean like quite literally me about hilarious things. <laughs> the older you get, the more outraged you get. I have never been more outraged than getting poor service at a restaurant. Never did I think that would be me. Oh, dude. But it really bothers dude, me. Dude, that happened to me the other day at this burger place in Bracebridge Burger Shop. Oh, I'm not you know, I'm not even getting into it because I'm going to get outraged again. But just bad. Well, it was just bad service. Bad. Yeah. Dude, really great points. Really great points on the show. I think we got to wrap this up. We've been talking for a while. Good podcasting, man. Good podcasting. Um, yeah, really, really good conversation. Um, Calvin, what are our plans for the podcast coming in the fall? We've been a little lax on the releases here in the uh, in the what's yep. in the what's it called the summer here. Yeah, that's pretty standard summer for us. Uh, so we're rolling back into spring, or sorry, rolling back into fall. Um, so yeah, um, what to expect? Expect some regularly scheduled programming. Expect some um, probably some change ups in, um, co- I, I guess like content routine. Is that what we want to call sure. it? Sure. Yeah. Um, don't like expect anything crazy, but just be ready for some fun conversation as per you would expect out of your friendly host of the Open Road Podcast. Calvin and I are enjoying podcasting. Okay. We want to keep doing it. Um, we've talked a lot this year about where are we going, what are we doing. We're just going to keep forging ahead. Keep 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 blazing yeah. new trail. And buckle up. Often we will, we'll just have to bring our you know outrages and air our grievances because sometimes it's just too outrageous. Yeah, I have two good restaurant stories that I think need to be diagnosed. So I mean, maybe people don't want to hear that, but I I'm also in the world of like training people and leadership and customer service. Right. So I'm kind of like as I'm noticing these things, my like profession is like screaming at people a little bit. Yes. So I yeah. think that's worth talking about. Jer, you feel that. I feel that. Other people feel it and get it and want to hear yeah, it. I think I think you're right. They're good stories. Okay, so okay, it is. Yeah, out. it's the coming up to the end of August here. We're sending the guys on the trip early September. We're going to get this RV done. You will be seeing pictures. Find us on the Open Road Pod Instagram account at Open Road Pod. Um, you know, other than that, uh, if you have some guests that you want us to get on the show, we will ask anyone to come on the show. Send us an email. Uh, it's our first names. I'm Jeremy. That's Calvin at openroadpod.com is where you can reach us by email or you can just send us a DM on uh, on the gram where we're always on there. So that's uh, that's how to find us. That's how to find us. Um, let us know if you have anything interesting to share. Always, always love to hear it. Okay. Thanks. That's yep, it, thanks, friends. And now go out and with what you have left of the summer, find yourself some adventure. <laughs>